I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. To the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. I'm a little sick, but other than that, I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Another day podcasting in bed. So. That sounds nice. I just took a nap. One of those naps where I woke up and now I feel worse than if I hadn't taken a nap. What were you like? Because sometimes, depending on what you wear when you take a nap, defines the nap. Like if you're in your pajamas and you take a nap, like that's a good nap. Like, well, no, but did I feel I don't. Okay, first of all, we know my thoughts on pajamas. <laughs> you wear, wear pajamas when you're going to bed. I was just in my clothes, and I meant. I think the problem is I meant to take like a twenty minute nap. And then when my alarm went off, I turned my alarm off, but I did not get up. So then I like jolted awake like three minutes until before we were start to recording. <laughs> that that's never good. Naps need to be like the right length or they fuck you up. I don't know. I was just having this conversation with Carlos last night. Like I think I would go crazy if I didn't get naps because I my sleep patterns require me to nap at least once a day or else I'm going to be tired and cranky and we don't want that I just love naps they're just so nice and especially when you're in like a nice like air-conditioned room and you're just all comfortable and you're like I'm the kind of person that I like watch something on like YouTube or TV before I fall asleep and when you find that like good calming voice to put you to sleep like that's just wonderful yeah that's mm-hmm. good I often fall asleep listening to podcasts like ones that I've heard before because then I you know I don't want to listen to a new podcast because then I will not hear it but I listen to old podcasts when I go to sleep hmm I'm so behind on podcasts. It's not even funny. I was listening to our buddies on the Geek Dudes today. Oh, they put up a new episode? No. Oh, just old episode? Yeah, old episode, because, again, taking a nap. 
listening to old things. Um, we got a really good response from our episode with Chris Fresh. You might have. I'm still getting the heat for killing Hawes. Well, yeah, well, you chose to kill Hawes. <laughs> That's on your head. <laughs> you can't just expect that you'll get away with something like that. Well, I didn't think it would cause an episode of Blue Harvest to be canceled. Like, yeah, Brittany, I... Brittany ruined Hawes' podcast. You know, like, I feel like that kid that ruined Christmas. Like, I ruined a podcast. What like, if it never comes back? God, like, I don't think I could live with myself, honestly. Like, I like I was telling Haas, I'm like, I should have sent flowers or something before this episode aired. Because I didn't, I didn't know how it would be, you know reacted to oh and a uh, big shout out to josh chapman who live tweeted his listening of that episode <laughs> which is really f- i've never had anybody do that before it was very cool and also made me laugh a lot <laughs> that was awesome friday was a good day Also, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it, because it's really fucking funny. Yes, very historical moments were captured on this podcast, like me asking Emily about her love life, and Chris asking Emily if she likes Star Wars, and me killing Hawes. Very historical moments on the Canto Bite Dispatch. Yeah. I mean, I think, I feel like Chris has a lot to answer for, but we'll get to that eventually. Yeah. I am, I am interested to see what he says in the next Geek Suits, because I did, if you did listen to the episode, there, there's a song at the end of it, which I, I, it's just a song that Chris, I know, has a vendetta against. And so I put it in, obviously, just to troll him. And I know there's going to be retribution, and I don't know what it will be. (laughs) But I can't just, you know, not poke at Chris when given an opportunity. Yeah, you have to. Like, you know, when it's... I'm just still thinking about when he tagged me in that Make Solo 2 happen picture. That was pretty good. That was. Um, not a ton of news. So we're going to do <laughs> news that we didn't talk about last week because we were talking to Chris Fresh and, you know, there's way too much opportunity to talk about other things. Yeah. And it was funny because I made these notes last week and I literally like woke up like two hours before we were supposed to record or I started writing these notes because I'm like, okay, like I want our guests to know that, you know, I take my time and, you know, writing notes and make sure that these notes are good and that, you know, they're, they're very thorough and very organized. And then we ended up not using them. That's okay. Now we are. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, no. We had we had much better discussions about 
depravity. Yeah. I know some, some like actual good discussion, but lots of depravity, which is what people mostly seem to respond to. Yes. Sorry if you hear barking dog. I think Leia hears something. I'm dog sitting right now. Aren't you dog sitting too? No, the dog is here, but there is a dog sitter because the dog has like special attention and needs. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He's on medic. He's on like medication and stuff. Poor tank. And I, you know, I mean, like on the weekend, I could have done it, but I can't. I can't be here during the day. So, on the weekends? Well, no. On the like, on what I'm saying is because they're gone through Wednesday. So. Oh, I was going to say, what does Emily do during the weekends? Take too long naps, apparently. <laughs> you saw it on Thursday? Wednesday? One of those days. Wednesday, I think. And you gave it, was it lame. half a balloon out of five. No, I gave it like two and a half balloons. Oh, okay. With a maybe plus or minus one balloon. But I think he now minus one balloon. Damn. I didn't, didn't fit. It's, it's too long. It's way too long. And I thought mostly... My biggest problem with it is I thought it was pretty dull. Hmm. Like... And this is not particularly spoilery. It's very, it's just about sort of the way, the format of the movie. But, you know, when they're all searching for their artifacts, all those scenes play exactly the same. In terms yeah. of the, the, the formula of those scenes is exactly the same. Like, jump scare in flashback, then jump scare as an adult repeated five times in a row. <laughs> and I thought some of the some of the monster effect was really silly. And I get there to a certain extent there's stuff they want to do from the books. Like his like final big monster form they want to keep. But I thought some of it looked really cheesy and dumb. Some of it was really scary. Like, some of the scares are super effective. But some of them, like, they were so over the top in terms of the makeup that it went back around the other side to not being scary. Hmm. And I wish it had been a little bit more practical effects. Because <laughs> their practical makeup is so good. Yeah. And I felt like in the first movie that it did a really great job of blending the two. But they just, they, they, they were pushing it so far, this one, to be like bigger, 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 that it, it got to the point where I'm like, oh, and now I'm just watching a cartoon. I thought he was still good. And I thought the kids were all still good. Yeah, I mean... All, the kids are great like some of them are just like not forgetful but I just hate how 
I think Will and Ben's characters don't like them as kids. Like they don't look anything like how they look as adults. So like I would always get them confused. <laughs> and like everyone else was like fine. Like obviously Beverly was fine. Eddie, Richie. I really liked Richie in this. Like Bill Hader, man. Bill Hader's good. I like Bill Hader. From like the very first scene to you know the last like I really liked seeing him in this like it makes me want to find more Bill Hader things because I I don't know like you know his acting like maybe it wasn't like the best out of everyone but it was my favorite I mean frankly and I'll say this I normally I normally really like him I thought James McAvoy kind of sucked in this movie I don't yeah, think he, is- he should have been in this movie I mean, granted, he's given some of the cheesiest dialogue, but I mean, he was bad. Like any of the scenes when he's like yelling and crying, he was terrible. Yeah, I just uh, they and I, put yeah, someone else. I don't know. It was weird. Again, like I don't really liked him, and when I heard he was being cast, I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. He'll be great. Nah. <laughs> And frankly, Chastain wasn't great. She was fine, but I'm used to her being great. And so her being fine was like, what the fuck's going on? Especially since that, like, the girl who plays young Beverly is so good. It seemed like Jessica Chastain just didn't give a shit. Maybe she doesn't know how to, you know, do horror films. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. But I just, I don't know. I thought she was disappointing. And I thought... I mean, basically the whole last 45 minutes, that epilogue was, I was like, at that, well, first of all, at that point, I was done. I'm like, I want to leave the theater. But also, it just went on and on and on and on and on. And then there was a little bit more. And then there was a little more. And then there was terrible voiceover. And I, I can't deal with terrible voiceover. It was so <laughs> cheesy. And look, I'm, like, I'm a Stephen King fan. I read a lot of Stephen King. I know... I know King can himself converge off into that direction, especially when he's writing stories with kids. But holy shit, when they're doing the voiceover at the end, that's like rotating through them all. Nah. I think I'm just going to stick with rewatching the first movie because I really like that first movie. Georgie. You could sort of pretend that first movie is an actual ending. Maybe. I don't know, though. I think Pennywise did. Pennywise's performance was... There's just something about that fucking clown. Like, I love him, and I fucking hate him. Like, I love his, like, little musical numbers. Like, I just... It just... like He's just so weird. Skarsgård is a really good actor, and also just, like, his physicality is incredible because yeah of course obviously there's a lot of of special effects going on but just the way he's moving around himself is so good and creepy the Skarsgård family can't act that's for sure yeah and now we're getting fucking Alex in uh, the stand that the CBS All Access is doing 
all these streaming services. Did you hear about the Apple Plus? Yeah, I don't give a shit about Apple Plus. <laughs> I just don't. Like, I'm just like, you know what? If there's any show on that I want, I'm just going to steal it because I'm not streaming anything. I'm not paying for it anymore. I'm done. I'm at my limit. So, like, what are your, like, okay, so the end of the year, what streaming services are you going to have custody of? Well, I already bought Disney. Mm-hmm. So I'm locked in there for three years because I'm a fucking moron. Um, Congrats. No, it's dumb. It was a bad idea. Why? Did, regret it. Because what <laughs> I should do is just watch it whenever they're, like, I should get it for, like, two months whenever there's a show on I want to watch. Unlimited DuckTales. I, I already can watch DuckTales. But like the old DuckTales. The old DuckTales is not very good. And then the new DuckTales, and then probably Gravity Falls will be on there too. I have Gravity uh, Falls. Okay, I'm trying to think of other things. Like uh, I'm not saying I'm not going to watch anything on there. I'm just saying it's not anything that I like really needed to, to, to have for a solid three years. Um, I'll have that. I'll have Netflix. I'll have Hulu and Shudder, which is horror. Shudder is easier to forget about because Shudder is only five bucks a month. So even if I don't watch anything on Shudder, it's fine because it's five dollars. If I watch one thing on Shudder, I've paid for Shudder. <laughs> That's funny. And they don't have a huge selection, but it rotates a lot. And is fairly well curated, although they're really missing like older stuff, like anything pre like nineteen seventy. They have like two movies. There's so many scary movies, like before the seventies, and yeah, it's just all the I don't know. Um, but those those ones aren't really anywhere. Um. Amazon Prime has some of the old Hammer Horror stuff, but not not that much. And as far as I could tell, nobody has the old Universal Monsters. I don't even know what that is. That's like you know, like the Belagosi. That's that's you know, Drac like the classic Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I need to watch those. But, the, you know, they're like, you'd see the images of them and you'd, you'd know them because they're the classic images of them. Like, that's where we get our image of what Frankenstein looks like with the bolts in the neck and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, those, those like, I can't, those don't seem to be anywhere, which is a shame. Hmm. Hopefully one day you'll have access to all the scary movies. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Oh, and I, I, I I'm gonna have to get CBS when um when Picard is on, but I'll just keep that for however long that show's on, and I'll probably do the same with the Stand. That's exciting, though, that you're getting. Picard. I'm really excited for it. I hope it's good. It's gonna be it's gonna be super disappointing if it's not. But I love Patrick Stewart. He's gonna have a dog. Ooh, what kind of dog? 
There's a dog. I don't know. It's in the poster. It's a big dog. Yeah, the poster. There's it was a teaser poster that's him like standing in a vineyard, and then there's a dog with him. Good for him. Sounds like it's a pretty good retirement vineyard and a dog. Yeah, that's like, you know, everyone's retirement dreams of moving to Florida. That's his. Having a dog. What about you? What do you have? Disney Plus. I have it for three years. I'll probably still have Netflix. And not sure how much longer HBO is. I think we have it for like two years. And then we have Amazon. Oh, yeah. I have Amazon, too. Hulu. But, you know, I bought Hulu because it was only like a dollar a month. And, like, I don't watch anything on Hulu, but I just have it, like, just in case there is something. Yeah, I get that. And I think that is it. I don't think I'm going to buy any other, like, streaming services after that. Like, I know that um, NBC is going to have their streaming service and they're going to take away The Office. And that's why I'm doing another Office rewatch right now. So, (sighs) that's just crazy that, you know, in the next, like, 10 years, like, all of these channels are just going to have their own streaming services. Like, that's just so weird. I think it's going to, I think it's going to reach a breaking point and then it's actually going to go back the other way around to Mm -hmm. like big package deals. And then we're like back with cable basically because it's, it's just swinging too far in the other direction. And it's, I, I don't think it's tenable in the long run. It's one thing if every, if everybody was like charging five bucks, but when, you know, there's places charging like 15 Who charges 15? Isn't Netflix 15? I don't know. I don't pay for it. <laughs> Let me check. I don't even watch cable though. Like who watches cable? All right. Uh Netflix right now is No, I don't want to go to the help center. I'm good. I just want to know how much it well, is. Well, there's several different tiers on Netflix. I think I think I have like one that's like 11.99 or 12 something, but it's going up again, so. Yeah, so there's the monthly price, there's 8.99, 12.99, 15.99. And like you get like the with like the 15.99 one, you get HD ultra hd screens you can watch on at the same time i think you only have i only have the standard because i can't watch it if someone else is watching netflix in my house um i mean like like the standard one and the premium one like the, the only difference is the ultra hd and like i'm not really that i don't really care about the whole like hd or ultra hd thing like i just Give it to me and I'll watch it. Yeah, I don't I don't give a shit about picture quality. I mean not to that extent anyway. Like that doesn't matter to me at all. 
Yeah, I do think it's ridiculous that, you know, like some people aren't because I saw that uh, Star Wars Resistance was only on DVD and not Blu-ray. Isn't that weird? It is weird. I wasn't I wasn't quite sure, like, the reason behind that. It did seem strange to me. But, I mean, I don't need my cartoons to be in particularly um, high quality. Like, I just certainly don't need them to be, like, in HD. Yeah. But it was slightly strange. Yeah. How are you feeling? Meh. I kind of want to throw up, but just a little bit. Ugh, I'm sorry. Um, should we talk about the Mandalorian? Yes, we have a Mandalorian on the Entertainment Weekly cover. Yeah, and but, it's our yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah, by the time you hear this, it'll be like two weeks old, but that's okay because <laughs> I mean, whatever, it's fine. It's it's very weird to see a Star Wars Entertainment Weekly cover story that's not Bresnikan. Mm-hmm. And I know Bresnikan is now at Vanity Fair. That's awesome. Good for him. He's already put out a couple of really awesome stuff because Bresnikan, one of the things I love about him is he also loves Stephen King and he writes some really in-depth stuff about that, which is awesome. Yeah. But this was by James Hibbard. I don't know who that is because I don't I haven't followed Entertainment Weekly beyond Bresnikan stuff for years, so I don't know who any of their people are anymore. Yeah, but thank you, James Hibbard, for the article, and thank you for possibly being our new Star Wars dude for Entertainment Weekly. Good luck! So, we got a couple of different articles pictures and i've decided or we've decided to break them down by like each can't think of words today section yeah because it was all you know they had they had several different things yes sorry Brittany is deleting things and then putting them back on the google docs so I'm distracted. Anyway, the first thing we see is this picture of uh, the Mandalorian fighting some Trandoshians. Yeah. Trandoshians. I put an extra, I put an I in there for some reason. I don't know. Um, This picture, okay, when I first saw it, it was fine. And then Steel posted something about it looking like it was a picture of action figures. And now that's all I can see. Yeah, this is one of the pictures that I, I believe that a majority of these pictures are the ones that they showed us at the Disney Plus panel. So okay. whenever I see these pictures, I just think of the audience just going like, ooh, ah, like just excitement. I don't know. I mean, I see that it could be toys or l- looking like action figures. But... Uh, I think, and, and this is going to, this is weird to say. I think it's actually the background that makes it look like that. 
because the background is so like green screeny looking that you're instantly looking for the thing to be like fake. And there's something, I don't know, there's something about the scale of the, of the background that to me messes up the entire picture. I'm just wondering where they are. I don't know, but uh, Mandalorian's got the weapon that's based on uh, Boa Fett's holiday special weapon. The prongy thing. I think that's insane in a wonderful way that we're getting these weapons and we're getting this, you know, armor from, you know, an animated cartoon from, like, the late 70s, early 80s. That was shown once and never seen again. Yeah. Like, George Lucas is perfectly embarrassed about and never wants to talk about. It's kind of hilarious. Has Mark or Carrie or anyone else like ever talked about the holiday special? I'm sh- like I'm sure they have over the years, but off, off the top of my head, I don't know what any of them thought about it. I'd like to know. That must have been like an interesting like experience filming that, especially like, Carrie Fisher having to learn a song. <laughs> Oh, life day. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's any quotes or anything that caught my attention in this article, but no, it was just a bunch of just explanation about like neither of these guys are Bosk. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> They're both Bosk. Well, I think you gotta say that flat out for Star Wars fans. And especially yeah. after uh, IG-11, when everybody was speculating at first it was going to be IG-88. So I think I think that was him just cutting off that discussion from the very beginning. I like the cape on the one on the right. It's like a utility cape. Like, it looks very tough and functional. Also, look that. at fucking look at the Mandalorian and what shitty condition his cloak is in. It's all torn up at the bottom. There's a big hole in it. He needs to go to the dry cleaners. <sighs> He's, he needs a new cloak. That's unacceptable cloak maintenance, dude. He should be ashamed. Yeah, and it looks like the guy, the Trandoshan on the left, is wearing like a little like vest. I'm zooming in to the picture right now. Vest. Are they barefoot? I think so, yes. It definitely looks like it. Wow. I want to be barefoot in that dirt. You could, like, you know, you can get, like, uh, cuts. I almost said paper cuts. <laughs> what are you, what kind of surfaces are you walking on? <laughs> I don't know. Like you could I mean, like. I've had a, I've had a lot paper. of. I've had a lot of paper cuts over the years. I've never had paper cuts on my feet. And you that's even know. the thought of it. Like is making my toes curl up protectively. <laughs> You're welcome. 
There's a scene in this Kevin Spacey movie that I can't watch anymore because it's a Kevin Spacey movie, Swing with Sharks, when he's tied up and getting tortured. And one of the things the guy does, does to torture him is give him paper cuts. And it, it's so uncomfortable to watch. What? He's just like captured and giving him paper cuts? Yeah, because the idea is it's his like assistant that's done it so it's you know it's stuff like that like paper cuts is like retribution for all the paper cuts he had working for him and stuff that's deep i know i've been doing more like uh filing in my office lately and i've been getting a little more paper cuts and it sucks like i didn't now I'm starting to realize what I'm getting myself into for the next couple of decades, possibly <laughs> doing things that require me to get paper cuts, but I'm ready for it. There we go. The sacrifices we make. The trade-off. Money for paper cuts. All right, shall we go to the next article? Sure, and this is Pedro Pascual explains how his Mandalorian differs from Boba Fett. Well, the biggest difference is he's actually a Mandalorian. Wow. You know, I... When was it released that he was actually a Mandalorian? Like, is this the first time they're actually saying that he's an actual Mandalorian? Hey, Brittany, what's the title of the show? The Mandalorian. But, <laughs> but, you know, like, he could say he's a Mandalorian. <sighs> I mean, that's the one thing I always assumed he was just going to be a Mandalorian. I mean, partially because Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian. But also because the show is called The Mandalorian. So I assumed it was going to be about a Mandalorian. How do I return my college degree? <laughs> well, we find out more about our Mandalorian dude that is still unnamed. He's a dark hero. A dark hero, but he wants to do the right thing. But his duties could very much be in conflict with his destiny, and doing the right thing has many faces. It could be a very windy road. Okay. I mean, that seems fairly typical, like, slightly anti-hero lead character description. Yeah. I mean that is that is a description of a billion and one lead characters in fantasy and science fiction. Which is like that's not me to like dismissing the show. That's me just saying that is a way to talk about the show without actually saying anything about it at all. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just laughing cuz you know, it's like they're giving us this just basic information. Like, I don't know, you see someone like the Mandalorian and, you know, you see like a you, you see him being described as a dark hero. And that's exactly what a dark hero is. You know, like mm -hmm. he wants to do the right thing, but 
you know, it just sometimes he does it and sometimes I don't know. When I think of like a dark hero, I think sometimes I think of Cassian because, you know, Cassian, you know, he was part of the Rebel Alliance, but he did some shady shit. Yeah, like straight up murdering some dudes. Yeah, like I was so surprised. Not even bad dudes. Yeah, I was surprised when he killed that one dude in the beginning of the movie. I'm like, who who the fuck is this guy? Sorry, Catherine. That's an awesome scene. Yeah. I don't think this article has anything much else. It's just talking about how the Mandalorian is definitely, definitely not Boba Fett. And they even have like a side by side like picture of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian. God, look at Boba Fett's cape. Like just look at that material. Looks like a blanket. I wonder if he uses it if he gets cold. Do you think you can get cold in that armor? Dude, you never know in Star Wars. Seems like very bad armor design. That's why he died in the Sarlacc pit. From cold? No, from just... Ar- <laughs> yes, from cold. That's why he was trying to... <sighs> I don't know. On to the next article. <laughs> What's the next one? The Mandalorian to explore the origins of the First Order... This, I was surprised about this because, no, I don't want to, I hate when these websites just start, like, playing a video for you. Oh my god, Entertainment Weekly is the fucking worst with that. Like, uh, I, I, I love Disney and I love everything that Entertainment Weekly does, but please, fuck, stop doing this. Thank you. I'm trying to read my article and someone at, from a Disney park is, like, singing at me. I don't need that right now. I'm trying to learn why the Mandalorian is going to explore the origins of the First Order. And apparently, uh, you know, we're just, we're going to find out, you know, obviously everything ended with the Rebel Alliance and the Empire. The Rebels won, but it, no one's in charge. Yeah, yeah. And we've we've talked about that a lot, like what that means for the universe, especially if you're out on the frontier. Um, how are you feeling about this? I'm a little bit like, I I hope it's all very vague and shadowy in terms of what they tell us about the First Order. I mean, it has to start somehow. Like, I honestly, I didn't think, you know, we'd get this from the Mandalorian. Like, I kind of don't really care to know about the First Order. But I mean, if they do it in like a fascinating way, I'm down. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. But I want it to be just sort of background info on this show. I want it to be something that's just sort of the climate of the show. I don't want the show to ever be like about that. Yeah, I could see it being like a season finale thing of, you know, some people getting together and being like, all right, we're going to start this new thing and we're going to call it the first order. Like, (laughs) Jesus. I never, I never want to see Snoke. I don't want to hear the name Snoke. I don't want I don't want anything about it. (laughs) 
Oh no, just imagine like how that would you know, like what if Snoke was like the big bad guy of this series? Oh god, I'd be so pissed off. Like, you know, it's the series finale and then you see like someone come down on their ship and then it opens and it's Snoke. What if we see Ben? I mean, he. I mean, you mean like a little, you little kid running around? Yeah. Oh. We would see, you know, like little Poe or. No, 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 no! I don't need Muppet babies, but Star Wars. <laughs> but you love the Muppets. I love Muppet babies too. I don't want it in my western star wars show also you know you you know how i feel about cameos but what if the muppets just show up like what if they're dude if 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 one of these stormtroopers takes off his mask and it's fucking sweetums from the muppets i would be so extremely excited (laughs) i am all for the idea of the muppets just being in things just ran because the Muppets, like within the Muppet Show, the Muppets are like entertainers and actors. Like Miss Piggy's always doing movies and stuff. So if they were just like a movie released, and there's Kermit the Frog playing Gerard Butler's best friend, and there's no mention of the fact that he's a Muppet, totally down for it. So we're in the cantina, and the Mandalorian is, you know, talking to Kara. You see in the background just Kermit the Frog <laughs> just yep. Yep. talking it. with Batman. Or yep. the, 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 the bat. Oh, not oh, not actually bat- Batman. Not, not bat not like Batman the superhero, but like the little the bat kid. Yeah, bat kid. That Chris Fresh hates and thinks is an animal. Because he's because he's an animal. Yeah. Anyways, you know. What else is in this article? Let me let me scroll down. I miss the Brez. Yeah, he has he has a style to him that I enjoy. Um, there's a little bit about um Giancarlo Esposito's Moff Gideon being a former Imperial governor, but we sort of knew that. Yeah, and it's they have speculation that Gideon wants to, you know, kind of restart the Empire. And maybe he could be the reason why the First Order is created. What I would like to see, and and maybe this is what they could do. Again, extreme speculation on my part. Because you have both Moff Gideon and Star Wars Werner Herzog. You have one of them being like... Because I'm assuming they're both formal Imperials. I mean, we know for sure Gideon is a former Moff. Herzog, when we saw the celebration footage, has that whole speech about how great the Empire is. I'd like to see one of them as the, yes, we got to get the Empire back together. And one of them being, hey, I'm a warlord now on my own, and that's kind of (laughs) cool. And that can be your conflict between the bad guys. Because you always have to have a conflict between your bad guys. They can't just like each other. And I would, I'd like to see those 
different like battling viewpoints of what do we do now maybe that's just what this whole show is it's just everyone figuring out what the fuck they're supposed to do now because there's no empire controlling them like they're free the free range you know they there's no rules especially on you know if the show's gonna be on tattooing like there wasn't even any, any rules on tattooing to begin with and yeah, if like, you're all yeah, if you're already on like an outlawy planet that nobody gives a shit about. So then, what are all these stormtroopers doing now? Like, who are they? Who's in charge of them? Like, why well, are they exactly. still? That's what so I'm so interested. That's why I'm so excited about this show. I'm excited too. I can't believe it's coming soon. Yeah, I'm going to be sitting at Thanksgiving and talking about this cool new show called The Mandalorian that everyone needs to watch. Like two more months, man. Yep, two more months. I'm excited. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, King Tom. It won't be your birthday when you're listening to this, but as you're recording, it's your birthday. So happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. I hope it's full of royalty and prime rib or anything you enjoy. What do you do on your birthday? Like, do you like going out to dinner? Like, do you like just hanging out? Like, is there like a birthday ritual? Not really. There used to be this noodle place that I would go to every year, but it closed down. Uh, I generally go out. You know, uh, sometimes I'll go to a movie. That's nice. Birthday movie. Yeah, I saw Interstellar on my birthday and the IMAX and just like bawled my eyes out. So, like, what's so emotional without spoiling that movie? Like, what's so emotional about it? There's this, um, like, father-daughter relationship with McConaughey that totally tears my heart out. Because, you know, the idea is he's going off into space to save the world, but that means he's leaving his daughter behind. Ooh, I cannot watch those father-daughter movies oh, without uh, father-daughter stuff instant instant crying yeah huh well do you want to move on to the next article yeah and that was some stuff on um gina carano's character cara dune uh, she's yeah. a former she's a former shock trooper. Is that new information? I thought that was new information, but also I forget things a lot. I think she said that at celebration. Okay. And in this picture of the two of them, the Mandalorian's in his shiny shiny armor, not his like beat up armor. He went to the dry cleaners. This looks like action figurey too. They both do. They're like in their little fighting stance. Yeah, these pictures are not great. And I get, I think partially it's because you were spoiled by like the Annie Leibovitz stuff. And so seeing these promotional pictures is not as good. But, you know, they're not as good as one of the best photographers alive. So what are you going to do? Exactly. 
Uh, and she says of her character, she's gone from planet to planet. She's a loner. She's strong. She runs into the Mandalorian on one of these planets that she's hiding out on and think he's, he thinks that he's there to take her in and the relationship escalates from there. Damn. And that would be something that happened. I would, I would imagine to be, you know, like post-World War II when people were hunting down former Nazis. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very curious about their dynamic. Like, how their relationship or if you know they create you know some sort of friendship or relationship or maybe they fucking hate each other i don't know well i think they're gonna hate each other at first because she thinks that he's you know that she's his bounty and -hmm. so there's definitely going to be some fight in the beginning but i'm just so excited to see a character like her like, I don't think we've ever, you know, a former shock trooper, like, someone that used to be part of the Empire, like, and obviously she'll have cool stories and, you know, she'll, like, why is she on the run? Like, who's trying to get her? You know, like, we're going to find out so much information about these characters and I'm so excited for that. I'm down. Yes. All right. Um, the next article is the Mandalorian masked, and it's that one quote that I feel like they always use in a fucking Star Wars thing. We did things no Star Wars fan has ever seen. Yeah, it's like utterly mean. Like, what are you going to say? Uh, it's sort of like all the other Star Wars shit we've done before. Okay, like define something in Star Wars that we've never seen. Like, what the what the fuck have we not ever seen? I mean, all sorts of things because we've never seen it. Exactly. I mean, it's it's meaningless. It's like looking whatever. It's you know a promotional article. Of course it is, but it's I don't understand. Like when people report that excitedly, because I'm like, um, okay, yay. I mean, it's meaningless thing that you say at a press thing. Yeah, they they cover the the article with this like beautiful picture of you know Gina sitting down and the Mandalorian talking to this woman. Oh yeah, and this is cool because this is and this is weird because Entertainment Weekly, who had this whole thing, didn't mention this, but that's uh, Julia Jones who was in the Twilight movies and in uh, Westworld and is like the first Native American actor to be in Star Wars. Are you serious? I believe so, yes. Oh my God, that's amazing. Dude, I'm sorry. I I I can't think of anybody else. Why isn't this news? I don't know, like some other places, but it's weird because... Entertainment Weekly has this picture up, and then it was, I think it was, like, maybe Deadline that actually, like, broke the story. That's fucked up. Which is bizarre. Like, they, like, don't even have her captioned in it. That's fucked up. It was weird, because I saw it when this picture came out. I saw, like, like, people were speculating on Twitter, hey, is that Julia Jones? 
But again, it's not, it was at least at that point when the articles first went up online, didn't mention her at all. You know, I hate saying this, but maybe they didn't mention her because she's not going to last long. Yeah, but it's still weird if you have her like in one of your six pictures to not even put her in the caption. She was in the trailer holding the child, right? Yes. When they're like in the water. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me kind of sad that they didn't mention her. Like, I think that's an amazing thing. And that's especially like Native American, like actors and actresses. Like, that's fucking huge. Good for her, though. I mean, she's in a Star Wars. She looks good. She looks beautiful. She's very pretty. Oh, my God. Yeah, and she was in the Twilight movies. I remember her. Yeah. It's all, it's all connected. But, God, that looks beautiful where they are. With the trees. Yeah, and- yeah. And this sort of, like, thatched cabin-looking thing. I'm like, I could, I could, like, go on vacation there. I mean, it's all going to end in tears, but... Why? Well, because we have the picture. There's a, the thing in the trailer of her holding the kid and like being all scared and crying. Oh, I thought you, you just meant in general, like do just about your camping trips. I'm like, do your camping trips end in tears? I'm sorry. I mean, I don't like camping, but that's another matter. Oh. Well, I'm okay if I have a cabin. It's t- tents I don't care for. Oh, there's like annoying tenants at like campsites? Tents. Oh, tents. tents. Yeah, you know all that, all that like <laughs> forest t- tennis that people play. I mean, you can go camping in like cabins like that. Like you can like I don't know, like rent a cabin and like you, you know, know, I don't count that as camping. What would you call that? Cabining. I mean, I would just call it like being in the woods or going on vacation or something. I think I would call it staying in a cabin. I wouldn't call it camping. Camping to me involves putting up a tent. When's the last time you did that? Um, as a kid. That's how all our summer vacations used to be. Oh, wow. I never did that with my family. I always did that with like friends or like Girl Scout things. No, we did all the like national parks when I was a kid. Oh, awesome. So you like... You ever go to like Yosemite here? Yeah, Yosemite. We've done. We did Yosemite, I think, twice, or on you know Grand Canyon a couple of times. Uh, the Grand Tetons, you arches, glacier. You have a very interesting life, Emily. Uh, I guess we saw bears. I like bears. They're cute, but also very, they could kill you. I think we saw bears in Sequoia. What kind of bears? Um, good old one. Oh, okay. Not like a cub, but young. It was climbing a tree. That's cute. We were very close to it. Probably too close to it. Anyway, Star Wars. Bears. All right. So this article just talks about just 
the show in general and how it's influenced by the first act of A New Hope. Which makes sense if it's tattling as your main base, but also I feel like that's just going to be the, like, the sort of feel of it. Yeah, because, you know, they... They say how, you know, the first act, you know, it's like a Western in space. All these different creatures, bounty hunters. And, like, I never thought of it like that. You know, especially, like, the cantina scene. Like, that is kind of like a Western. We know someone, like, walks into a bar and sees all a bunch of, like, different Oh, yeah. It's, the, like, the, the classic, like, when the, you, the, when their hero comes in the saloon and the piano music suddenly stops. Yeah, I never thought of it like that. I mean, it's one of the things I'm, I'm most excited about for this show is that that kind of feel. I know, especially that scene that we got. Like, oh my god. Good old Star Wars Western. Um, And then, oh, he, we're, we learn he's going to be traveling from system to system. In a very boots-on-the-ground tale without any major legacy characters, at least not in the first season. <laughs> Cameos. I know you hate cameos, but who would make you angry the least? You could have Max Rebo in the band. That works. Of, like, main characters, I don't ever want to see anybody. I don't know. I feel like they're kind of hinting at that. Yeah, but you asked me what I wanted. Not I what know. I thought was going to happen. I know. Just, I'm just slowly preparing you for... You know, what, okay, what aren't you the one, like, telling me I need to be more positive about shit? Why are you trying to get me mad already? I'm just asking you a question. <laughs> no, you can be however you want to be. I don't care. Like, this is the one thing in Star Wars that I am super, like, totally in and excited on. Yeah, so I don't, I don't understand. After last week, where it's like, oh, Emily needs to be more positive about shit, that you would decide to make me less positive about it. No, honestly, I'm just asking you questions. I, I wasn't even thinking of that. I apologize. Anyway, apparently Filoni talking about being curious about what the cantina people are up to. I'm down for that, too. A lot of those cantina characters have really terrible uh, backstories, but that's all legends now, so that doesn't matter. You could have, um, what's his name? Fucking werewolf guy. <laughs> he has a name. I can't remember it. I don't know any of those people's names. Like Star the, Wars werewolf. Like the Cantina band? Like, what are they doing? Black Sivrak is the werewolf guy. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah, Dave is really curious because he's part of the reason why we're 
figuring out about all these cantina people. He really wants to know. And we maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll learn more about the little bat guy. Yeah. And then maybe maybe Chris Fresh will recognize him as a person. He can only dream. Um, and I mean it's already known that this is the highest profile series we launched on Disney Plus, and they spent I think a hundred million on the first season. Yep. Good for them. Um, in this article too, we also uh get some information about IG Eleven. Yes, Taiko Atiti's character. Yeah, he says his voice is somewhere between Siri and Hall Nine Thousand. How? How? Who yeah. is that? In uh, two thousand and one. Thank you. I'm afraid I can't that. do that, Dave. Um, IG Eleven is very innocent and naive and direct and doesn't know about sarcasm. It doesn't know how to lie. It's like a child <laughs> with a gun. Oh, he's a droid. <laughs> he's like the IG version of Niku. With a gun. Oh like he's he's like Niku, but a murder bot. That's going to be interesting. I like that because I feel we've, as much as I love the Sarcasto droids, I think we've done enough Sarcasto droids and we need a break from it. Yeah, I agree. Since I like- we, had, we had that both with K2 and um, L3. I like finding different personalities and different droids. Like I'm excited, especially like Taiko Atiti. Like he's so funny. How much do you think IG Eleven is in this? Because they're really like much. They're like I feel like they've been pushing it more than I thought they would. I mean, he was standing side by side with Mandalorian and part of the trailer. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Well, we find out some more characters, too. We find out about um, Carl Weathers' character, which, Grief Karga? I think so. And he's leader of the Bounty Hunters Guild. So that's exciting. And he says, in the Star Wars world, you find yourself... Walking in a different way, you behave differently, you relate to what's around you differently because it's not a contemporary world. I like that, and I feel like that is reflecting this whole Western vibe. Yeah. And finally, just another, oh, um, there's another tidbit on Moff Gideon. Uh, This was Esposito. And he says, he's an imperial remnant of a very fine officer who then switches to become sort of a guardian of the people. But what does he really want? This guy is going to be a big player because he has an idea for how to keep order. Damn. He's going to be an interesting sort of bad guy. You're going to love him. Yeah. I'm 
I'm I'm intrigued because I feel like they're taking a really different tack on this than than Star Wars usually takes with their bad guys. Because I think he's really going to believe in that idea that the Empire is the guardian of the people. Yeah. And so that that should be cool to watch. Yeah. I'm glad that we got this to, you know, get excited for the series. Yeah, and now I don't want to know anything else. I agree. I don't want to know about anything. So thank you, James, for all that you've done for us this week and for, you know, spending your time and effort making this article, getting all the pictures together. I mean, that's just, I, I don't think he does that bit, and it's literally his job. Thank you for doing your job. And thank you, Emily, for discussing this with me. Are you, for, are you, are you, are you feeling okay, Brittany? Yeah, I'm feeling good. You're being very formal and weird. Can we do email? And <laughs> if we do email, will you stop being so weird? Yeah. Okay. Want me to read email? Yeah, sure. All right, we got an email from Jim. But we also got an email from Steel Saunders. Yeah, do you want me to read Steel Saunders' first? Yeah, read Steel Saunders' email. All right. Uh, M. Yeah. That, Sent that's, from my iPhone. Yeah, that's email. Subject line M, just the letter M, so it wasn't like he was saying something to me. Letter M, that's it. Nothing in the email. We responded to him. We didn't reply back. So I, I don't know what's going on. Does he need help? Like, is he being held for ransom or something? <laughs> Do you like, think this it's like a like secret code? Yeah, M for Mendo. Oh, and that's like the bat signal. Mm-hmm. Obviously. <laughs> Thank you, Steel Saunders, for the email. I hope we hear from you soon. All right. Uh, we got an email from Jim also. He titles this question. Dear Canto Bite Pod, I have kind of a dumb question that doesn't really have to do with anything, so feel free to save for whenever you'd like. If you lived in the Star Wars universe during the time of the Empire, would you rather have the last name Palpatine but not actually be related to him? Or would you rather have the last name Smith but be Palpatine's second cousin? Let's also assume that in the second one, everyone who knows you knows you're related. Hmm. Personally, I think the second one would be worse. If you have the surname of Palpatine, it might be a little annoying at first, but once you tell someone you're not related, they know. Whereas the second one, if people know you're related, they're never going to shut up about it. Asking for favors and being all like, why didn't your cousin kill my husband? <laughs> then you have to remind them that he's only a second cousin. You only met him once at your grandparents' anniversary party and, your person and you personally thought he was a bit of a dick. But you can't even call him a dick otherwise. Your second cousin might have, uh, might have you executed because he's such a dick. Curious what you would pick. Thanks for the great pod. You're a Canto Bitch listener, Jim. P.S. I wore my Canto Bite pod t-shirt in nashville a few weeks ago while visiting and got multiple comments compliments from the people about how they love the scene in the last jedi shows how wrong some of these assholes are about star wars fans hating it 
There's plenty of us who love it. That's oh, awesome. yay. Yay. And I thank you for buying a shirt. Thank you. And you can buy those at tpublic.com slash user slash EFLind. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like having the last... Well, it sort of depends... When? Like when during the Empire's reign? Yeah, because if it's afterwards, I feel like that's much more of a negative than during. Because the thing to remember is the Empire was like the legitimate government. I mean, through treacherous means and shit. But... I think for the most part, a lot of people didn't know how bad it was and certainly didn't necessarily know how evil Palpatine was. There were definitely people who did, like, beyond just the rebellion. But in, uh, I think it's in, yeah, it's in uh, Laius, Prince of Alderaan. There's this bit where there'd be, like, sort of like press conferences from Palpatine that were obviously like him looking like he, before he got all, you know, scary and evil looking back when he was like Senator Palpatine. So it was still like that projection of him. And so I think there'd probably be plenty of people who are just being like, Hey, that he's just like the president. He's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I definitely feel like there were people in the galaxy that generally feared Palpatine because of all the, what he was like, they saw that Vader was the one that was, you know, he was kind of, would you say that Vader was the face of the empire? I, I feel that's really super unclear. Maybe people didn't know who Palpatine... Well, no, they had to know who Palpatine was because he was still... They know who Palpatine is, but they don't know that he's, like, evil Sith, dude. I mean, who knew that then? I mean, nobody knows that. I think there's plenty of people who thought he was, like, a, you know, fascist leader who took over the Senate. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people who think that because that's why you have a rebellion and I think there's you know plenty of people just across the galaxy who also think that but there's probably also a lot of people who are just like yeah he's kind of an asshole but he's the guy in charge and I'm just gonna go keep on hurting these nerfs over here I'm just thinking of you know how people are so enthusiastic about like their love for a certain you know, politicians or actors or actresses. Like, I wonder if, like, Palpatine had, like, a fan club. If there are people that were, like, diehard, like, Palpatine stands. Probably. So I feel like in in a lot of places, having Palpatine as a last name, even if you weren't related, would definitely be an advantage. Yeah, I think like, so. Like, it's, it's not an advantage if you want to work at the, like, with the rebellion. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people might be like, hey, I gotta be nice to this guy because he's related to Palpatine. Now, granted, that might stop people from, you know, actually trusting you or anything or being, like, really be your friends, but it would probably help out, like, if you needed a job or a, like, loan from the bank or something. Yeah, it's who you know. And Palpatine will get you far, unfortunately. 
But afterwards, it's a very different story. Yeah, afterwards, it would be would be tricky. Like, if you're definitely his cousin, I feel like as soon as, like, he died and all that stuff, like, you'd forget that. But, I mean, he might not be dead because he might be in The Rise of Skywalker. I don't know. I definitely would go with uh, having the last name Palpatine. Yeah, because here's the, by the time people know that you're his cousin, they probably already know you and know that you're all right. And definitely there'd be some people who, who would distrust you after that. And you'd get sort of like some Leia, like bloodline stuff. But for the most part, I feel like if it's after the Empire has fallen and your last name is Palpatine, your life is pretty much fucked. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's a pretty good, it's a nice breaker, you know, like, oh, your last name's Palpatine, are you related? No, you know, it's just, it's, you know, a last name, and, you know, that's a great... I feel like it would be bad. I feel like it would not, I feel like, I mean, there's a reason people change their last name from Hitler. Yep. Like, you don't, you don't want that after, after the fall of the Empire, you don't want to be named Palpatine. You're changing your last name. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, thank you, Jim, for the email. And it's awesome that you saw a lot of Canto Bite supporters. That makes me happy. Yeah. Well, Emily, where can we find you and the podcast on social media? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at EFLynn. The podcast is on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. You can email the show CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Send us questions, send us topics, send us fuck, Mary kills, or people to do Bedwatch on. How about you, Brittany? You can find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Awesome. Um, yeah, until then, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Uh, Kanto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Kanto bitch. Brittany the Jinch and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kendall Bitch number one.